And it's time now for the Rural News with Kim Moody in Ōtautahi. Kia ora, Kim. Kia ora, Mani. And sharing gangs are falling behind. Is that wet wool clogging those clippers? Yes, apparently so. And there's fears if the constant wet weather dowsing the North Island continues, the whole country's sharing schedule will come under pressure. Weeks of wet weather that have slowed rural contractors trying to sow maize and other crops and stopped fresh vegetable harvesting is now delaying sharing. Sharing Contractors Association spokesman Mark Barrowcliffe says even farmers with large covered yards to hold sheep can't get them dry. He says the delays aren't dire, but in, in, in another few days it will be a different story. You don't want the starter's gun to go off in the race and you're still tying up your shoelaces, you know. Um, I'd say by the end of this week, if no one's done any work, suddenly you're seven days behind going into December, which is really only about 21 days long, 22 days long. Um, We've got to make sure we finish in a timely fashion early in the new year to free our shearers and shed hands up. And shed hands, uh, we're probably more short of shed hands New Zealand wide than shearers at the moment. So we freed them up to be able to go back down to the South Island. So we've got to be careful our lag doesn't carry on. Mark Barrowcliffe says immigration delays have continued to impact shearers trying to get into New Zealand. He says visas are at last getting approved, but finding flights for a reasonable price is difficult. Milk production continues to fall, with October's output falling 2.9% on the same month last year. Peak milk production was 252 kilograms, 252 million kilograms of milk solids for the 2022-23 season, the lowest figure since 2016. That means to date, milk production is 3.5% behind last season. NZX Dairy Insights manager Stuart Davidson says they were actually expecting a bigger drop. We know there's a few things going on on the ground behind the farm gate, so it has been an easy season um, across the country. The North Island has actually been worse off than the South Island. South Island has been too far different from normal. Um, But in the North Island, especially the Waikato, the biggest dairy region of New Zealand, uh, poor weather, uh, cold and wet winter to deal with, and then poor weather through spring. Um, And then input costs uh, are ramping up too. Mr Davidson says the lower supply is helping to keep the milk price high. Treasury officials advised the government to include agriculture in the emissions trading scheme, overpicking the industries proposed on farm levy, arguing it would better incentivise emissions reductions. The farming industry fought for the right to come up with its own solution to on-farm emissions to avoid going into the ETS, which it described as a blunt instrument. Sully Murphy reports. Industry partnership He Waka Ekenoa's proposal of an on-farm split gas levy was designed to reward farmers for sequestration efforts. But documents released under the Official Information Act show Treasury had concerns with the proposal having a sequestration scheme separate from the ETS. The documents give a snapshot of the advice the government was receiving as it put together its latest policy. In its advice, Treasury said channelling sequestration via the ETS was essential and the industry's proposal risked undermining the role the scheme plays in reducing emissions. Last month, the government released its proposal for emissions pricing. It largely adopted the sector's on-farm levy but removed some sequestration options. Consultation on the plan closed last week. Submissions are being considered before final proposals go to the government early next year. 
Meanwhile, Climate Change Commission staff are set to meet with protest group Groundswell next month to discuss plans to charge for on-farm emissions. Commission staff are travelling around the country to engage with people to help form its advice on the direction of the government's emissions reduction plan. Groundswell co-founder Bryce McKenzie, who will host officials on his Otago farm, says he's looking forward to explaining the impact the levy will have. If these people were to see the detrimental effect that this is having in rural communities and were to actually be able to report to the government that this needs to be slowed down and looked at closer before anything is put into action, I think would be a really good result. And I think there is a a good possibility that that could happen. And uh, I'm forever hopeful. Bryce McKenzie says he plans to show he plans to show staff the efforts local farmers are already making to reduce emissions, such as riparian planting and fencing off waterways. It's been a slow start for venison exporters, but prices are remaining stronger than for beef and lamb. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crode says prices have hovered around the eight dollars ninety a kilogram mark for the past several weeks. A schedule just below nine dollars a kilo hasn't been seen since December 2020, when lamb schedules were also at a high. Looking back at seasonal trends over an extended period, lamb and venison have tracked at fairly similar levels, at least prior to COVID. Both meats are, as we know, regarded as high-end proteins, and both sell well into restaurants. With the correlation of lamb and venison uh, in mind, there have been a few reasons for concern about the forthcoming months for venison and in terms of prices. Mel Crowd from AgriHQ. <clears throat> An Auckland lime growers hoping hospitality demand is still strong during their harvest early next year. Citrus grower Greg McCartney of Lime Affair says after a couple of years of subdued orders due to bars and restaurants being closed, business has really picked up. Obviously the, the hospitality industry has been absolutely smashed over the last couple of years and it's slowly getting back to its feet with tourism coming back in. And, um, yeah, we, we won't really see any, any great effects until kind of March next year. Greg McCartney says his lime crops are looking good going into summer, so there should be plenty around for the odd corona or mojito. And lastly, dozens of sheep have been eerily walking around in a circle for 12 days straight in northern China's Inner Mongolia region. The bizarre behaviour, captured on surveillance video, shows the large flock continuously marching clockwise in a nearly perfect circle on a farm. Video of the strange scenes was tweeted by Chinese state-run outlet People's Daily, which reported the sheep are perfectly healthy and the cause of the behaviour remains a mystery. The sheep owner claimed the spectacle began with a few sheep, before the whole flock joined in. That's the rural news. Koirate Porongo or Te Tai Whenua.